Oh, no, that would be so awkward to, like, try that thing again. It's a weird act out. I don't move my body in any way for the entire four years I've been doing comedy, so it's very strange for me to do a little play. Um, anyway, I forgot everything that I came here to say, and I'm very frustrated, that. Uh, but I'm having a really good time, and there's a really good vibe, and this is a really good place, and that's a cool jacket. Um, Okay, so I think I'm going to leave, um, and just so you know, I will be smoldering after this. I'm so frustrated. Um, anyway, and then what's that fella? He's like, I'm celibate for five years. I could, Oh, my God. I love that guy. Um, I love that guy. I'm, okay, you guys have been fantastic. I love you all. Goodbye. Your next comic may or may not be faking his accent. Make some noise for Gene Feld. What's up, Mutiny? Good shit. I don't know. Did you guys realize, did you guys know that uh, the Hitler used to make, like, watercolors? Watercolors. You, you made like paintings. He was like an artist. Made watercolors. I don't think I don't think he'd be as well known if not for his watercolors. Personally, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too naive and just like overestimating the value of art for the society. I don't know. You know, some people. Um, like there, there's this debate, right? Like, is there life after death? Um, I don't know if we're ever going to answer that question. Um, there sure as fuck is no sex after death. Like, that's for sure. You know, except for a few lucky necrophilia victims. You can guys tell I'm in a really cheerful mood today? <laughs> ah. Anyway, so what else should we talk about? I don't know about traveling. You guys are into traveling? Awesome. I recently got back from an ego trip. Boy, is my wrist tired. I don't know what else we should talk about. You know, I just have one word here. It says proletariat. I don't know what I was thinking. The proletariat is getting fucked. That's for sure. What the fuck do I know? Just some Russian guy who sounds like Christopher Walken. But, I don't know. You see, the respect for the proletariat is essential. The capitalist fucks don't understand it. Not worship, you pink liberals, but respect. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like, this is kind of deteriorating in a very amateurish political science lecture, so maybe I should take it in another direction. Should talk more about art, I think. Like, did you ever hear this expression that uh, a sculptor doesn't actually carve the sculpture, it just removes the pieces of the rock that don't belong? That's total bullshit. It's like, if, if that were true, right, like, there would be so many sculptors out there that would, like, set out to carve, like, a beautiful naked woman and just, like, keep ending up with a dick after dick after dick. It would be impossible to just like go into an art store or something 
because I would always be some frustrated guy arguing with a clerk. You keep selling me the wrong marble blocks, motherfucker. I'm like, dude, you're gay, just accept it. I don't know. I think I'm gonna stop here. Thank you guys. Um, very excited for your next comic. I've seen him perform a lot. He brings everything to the table except for punchlines. Make some noise for Chris Volker. Thanks for all the clapping. So I was in the car today. I was thinking about slow jams, R&B, sensual music, you know? And you know how there's like, you know, there's a, I'm blanking their name right now, but they, they sing about making love to you like you want me to, you know, and they're, they're like, oh girl, and you know, it's a heterosexual, sensual song. And then there's like some new ones that are gay, and then I was just like, you know, homosexual. And I was like, well, well what's up with the asexual people? Do they have a sensual song? So. I couldn't think of one, so I wrote one. And I have a helper to help me sing it for you tonight. This is the very first time this song has ever been performed. And I would like to do it for you now. OK, so uh, you have a mic? No, I do not. Right there next to you. <clears throat> this is Nelly, everybody. Hey, hey. She's helping me sing this song. Let's practice real quick. Okay. Ready? Asexual. All right. Okay. Ready? Okay. Asexual. There's a hole inside you. Asexual. That I'm never going to fill. Asexual. I won't get your needs met. Asexual. <laughs> oh. Because I just don't like anyone like that. Asexual. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I saw someone last night walking around like this. I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I could like help this person. What, what do you do though? You're just like, God, you must really suck at life. You're just walking around with your mouth open. I wish I could like film you and anonymously send you like a video of yourself just so like you could stop doing that maybe. What's up with uh, gym advertisements with people doing battle robes? It seems like every gym ad that I've seen lately has some fool on it going like this. It's like, how is that applicable? Like, what are you, a rigger on a pirate ship? Like, what the fuck do you need that for, you know? Hmm. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty good... Uh, house right now. There's a lot of cats in here. <laughs> oh yeah, we have two women. It's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anybody here watch The Walking Dead? Yeah, you big Walking Dead fan? When I was a kid, my mom told me that when people pass away, they uh, drop their bowels. And I was like, no, they don't. Like, I knew everything. But I've seen enough things die by now that, yeah, no, she's right. But whenever, whenever I uh, watch The Walking Dead, 
I'm just like, dude, every single one of those walkers has a load in his pants right now. And I just like, I think about that every time I see like a zombie movie or something. I'm like, they've got, a, their pants are full of shit. So now you guys can probably think of that too. But yeah, all right, that's enough for me. I'm out of here. Thank you for singing that song. That was I identify as asocial. <laughs> Technically, if you look up the definition, I'm antisocial, but that's not how I identify. A traditional host would bring this mic stand up before he introduced Price Trusen! Pam's here. All right. Pam would have raised the fucking mic stand. <laughs> Asshole. All right, guys. Um, hey, did you hear about that? There's a new dating website. New dating website. It's for corn. That's right, corn. It's for corn. Yes, starch, yeah. Uh, corn. It's called uh, eHominy. <laughs> okay. Uh you ever notice when you're at the airport, you never see a vulture checking any bags in, right? You never see a vulture. Yeah, vultures, they only, they only have carry-on. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Roman, please, I'm trying to if I can get through this. Uh, you ever notice, uh, I don't know, I was watching the Special Olympics, and uh, those kids with Down syndrome, they like try really hard. They really do. They put a lot of effort in. Uh, yeah, they, they have big hearts, you know. They do. I actually think the medical term is enlarged heart, which is why they sometimes die early. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, my great-grandfather uh, was a butcher, right? And my, my shitty grandfather uh, beat my grandma. That's... Uh, yeah, you know, I don't like uh, people with Alzheimer's. They're really cocky. You ever notice that? They're really like arrogant. Right? Whenever I run into a person with Alzheimer's, they're always like, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> uh, you know, they say children learn faster, and uh, than adults. And yeah, right. I mean, that's obvious, right? Because like, uh, yeah, if you're your child doesn't practice piano, you can beat him. Uh, As a a straight white comic, um, I'm not allowed to say the N-word, but I can get away with saying faggot, which I know, I don't think that's right either because I always thought gays were the sensitive ones. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, fuck this. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't like uh, women being sports fans. I don't like that, all right? It's a big trend, Because, right? like, if women become sports fans, like, who's going to tell men how stupid sports are? Other men. Other men that are stupid. All right. 
I need to come up with uh, a retort <laughs> in case any audience member <laughs> shouts that out. Uh, oh. <laughs> you can say anything you want. Um, is that that's is that the red light, the light, or am I? That's a stage light. Ha ha. Good one. Um, all right. How about this one? <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, you know the uh, you know Mormons uh, traditionally they 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 married um, multiple wives. You can marry multiple wives, but it almost wasn't that way, right? Because uh, the first draft had a had a uh, typo in it. Had a typo in it. It was uh, they put a, in this one word they put an M instead of no they put an N instead of an M in this one word. So. Mormons, they almost ended. They they almost ended up fucking geographic shapes. They almost believed in polygony. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um, you know when it, Hitler started out, he was an artist. You know, he was an artist. He was a. Uh, he was actually a DJ. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah, he, he used to try to get the crowd psyched up by saying, uh, put your hand up. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Did I ever start? Um, Bryce, in honor of your set, we're cutting the mic to four minutes now. Your next comic headlines, no matter when he goes in a show, make some noise or don't, he doesn't give a fuck. Roman Leo! So it wasn't so bad, lifting the th- thing up. It wasn't, a, I could do it myself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so fun to heckle you guys. So fun to be here heckling, everybody. Uh, this is one of my favorite places to do comedy. <laughs> All right, two laughs. One of them was real. Uh, girlfriend uh, told me I was gaining weight. She said I was getting fat. I was like, "How can you tell?" She's like, "When you're when I'm giving you head, I can feel it on my face." I was like, "Touche, bitch." Nah, too much. Um, she, anyway, she suffocated. Uh, <laughs> I live next to Volker's lighting me. That's cool. I I uh, I live next to uh, I live next to sixteen dogs. The neighbors in the neighbor's yard, they're always barking. It's like there's like big ones and little ones. It's like and the little ones are like. It sounds like uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> Do you, is there any birthdays in the crowd? Do we have any birthdays? Eventually. <laughs> All right. We got an optimist. One optimist and no birthdays. Uh, my, I, I, uh, I like birthdays, you guys. This year, let's see. I didn't get anything though. Maybe next year. 
I uh, I probably I feel I like Bryce. That's why I was heckling him. Uh, I feel com- you know Bryce. You're a good guy. I feel like you know like some people I wouldn't want to owe a beer to. Like you know you're like somebody's just like can I buy you a beer? I'm like no, nah, I'll pay for myself. But you, I would owe you a beer. <laughs> I'm just trying to make friends. Come on, isn't that the whole point of stand up? Uh, sometimes you ever pull out a nose hair and be like, man, what if that doesn't grow back? <laughs> you know, I might end up bald in there. What if I need those? You know that you can get your nose, the inside of your nose waxed? That's gotta be like the fucking most painful, <laughs> right? It'd be like a Fukushima of pain. I like it. Give it, give up, uh, give, uh, let's have a big round of applause for Luke. <laughs> big round of applause for Luke for being high or uh, not high, not too high. <laughs> I love it. I love it when Luke's too high to perform and he'll get like, he'll get through like half a premise about when life gives you lemons and then there's like no end. <laughs> I can't believe I came all the way over here for this. Um, I have a tote. I got it from the Berkeley Bowl. And now people say I look like I'm always coming or going from the grocery store. (laughs) I used to be a real cut up in the second grade. (laughs) James Moore is my new best friend. Um, I'm not a big fan of... uh, online dating jokes (laughs) but uh one time i went out with this woman i was pretty excited about the date uh you know what i mean like you're lonely you want to you want to have fun on a date or whatever and then the the profile is like really like looks like a lot of fun like she's got like a snake around her waist like a belt you know sexy ethnic all the good things and uh I get on the date and uh, all she did, because it said polyamorous was another reason. I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, low uh, commitment, you know, no commitment. And it uh, turns out polyamorous means she just want to talk about her boyfriend for two hours. I was like, fuck, this is boring. And then, especially because like her boy, all the stories about her boyfriend was that he smoked too much weed and she couldn't pass a drug test. And I was like, I don't believe you, but I will help you if you need help passing this drug test. Anyway, long story short, she's a social worker now, you guys. Some comics lull you in just with their voices and transport you. You can close your eyes and just take a journey with them. Uh, And some comedians are attractive. I can't stress how much you're missing if you're only listening to Cole Chapman. attractive hooray he said it i'm not bragging it's all right just just repeating facts here uh i thought the i thought the more attractive dude was uh larry dorsey in here man that was cool so jim already remarked on it but him being like i'm going on a five-year vow of celibacy even though i could get as much pussy if i needed to you're like okay (laughs) i don't know if that's as honorable as it sounds anymore but you know what i goddamn it i appreciate the gusto on that man uh, 
Uh, where'd Gene go? Is Gene still here? He left. I want to talk to him about marble falling off of statues because I feel like if it if it was like the marble coming out, it wouldn't they wouldn't be going to like try to make a sexy woman be a dick, right? It'd just be like Michelangelo's David would just have a huge fucking dick. You know what I mean? Like it, he'd, that thing is so tiny. You'd be like, he'd knock it out and then he'd be like, all right, David, what the fuck? What is this? You got an 18 inch dick really? He's like, yeah, man, <laughs> just the way it came out, man. I'm just speaking to you that way. Like, all right. All right, Dave, we're going to chisel this off. Just make it a little more proportional so we don't feel bad. Um, let's talk about stuff. Oh, uh, I recently did something that I've always wanted to do, uh, which was smoke weed with my brother. Yes, uh, I guess you could clap it up. That's just kind of weird because uh, it was something that I wanted to do since like high school when I was 15 and he was 20. He's five years older. If you can't do math, um, but uh, instead we did it like when I was 27 and he's 32 and lives at home. Uh, <laughs> so it was. It wasn't so much like the fun teenage adventure I wanted it to be back then. Instead, it was just like a sad commentary on our financial situation at the time. You know what I mean? It wasn't it was, like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that cool. But it was it was kind of nice uh, because uh, it was like his one of his first times really smoke because it's just legal, right? So people are trying it out, you know. And uh, we're sitting there in uh, in the bathroom of my parents' house. You know, we got the fan on, a window open. We got the uh, the paper towel thing while the dryer lint stuck in it, right? And we're blowing out the window, tee hee, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, the problem is he got too high, uh, which is like, that's fine. We all do that, usually when we're 15. Uh, and that's fine when you're 15. <laughs> when you're 32, it presents a few issues, you know? Because uh, when you're high, when you get too high, everything is scary. You get all these crazy realizations about life that you got to deal with on the spot, you know? Uh, and so it's easy to talk a 15 year old out of that. Cause you just go to the basics. You're like, listen, man, you're 15. You got your whole life ahead of you. Don't worry about it. You're going to have some thoughts. They're going to be bad, but just let them go. Enjoy the trip. See you at the end. In the meantime, enjoy speed racer. You know what I mean? Like that's all you can do to get a 15 year old out of this panic attack. My brother is 32 years old and lives at home. I'm like, listen, man, you're going to have some realizations about your life. <laughs> They're all correct. <laughs> okay. You got to get your shit together, man. <laughs> this is a rough, <laughs> rough situation. Anyways, please try to enjoy speed racer. Uh, that's all I can really do. Uh, <laughs> just, just put that movie on and hope it works out. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, they made that shitty. It's the Wachowski brothers one. It's just not. It's just bright colors and flashing lights. You just put it on and you don't pay attention to the. Right. I can put on the old '70s Hanna Barbera one. There you go. Is that one good? That's the real one. God damn it. <laughs> uh, what? Look at me. What? <laughs> I'm sitting here watching the '70s. I, you should be amazed. I even know that reference. <laughs> like Hanna Barbera cartoons. Come on. Come on. Uh, come on. I don't know. Hannah Montana. Yeah. See, that's the reference I should be making. <laughs> Hannah Montana, no one knows. No one knows, man. Um, hmm. I don't know. I also thought it was funny that Serenity was getting mad at me uh, for not fighting with my girlfriend, which was cool. <laughs> I was just like, like, what do you guys fight about? Not much. Really. She's like, fuck you. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. How do you guys talk? Honestly. Ah, fuck you. I was like, geez. I think it's funny like when people in, who are terrible in relationships try to give advice to people who are good in relationships. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the best. Like, what her, my girlfriend's roommate. Her boyfriend and she, they just scream at each other all the time. And the other night she was like, this is what you guys got to do. I was like, I don't think you can, <laughs> I don't think you're in any position to tell us how to live our lives at this point. Like if you just ended a, a, a conversation with like, well, fuck you then. Like, I don't think you're the one who's going to be like Dr. Phil in our thing. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. <laughs> it's like a, 
some reference, some joke that I uh, can't really put together on the spot because I'm a little tired, guys. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Hey, enjoy the rest of the show. You know, give it up for Warhol. Like, what's the secret? What's the secret? You guys never fight. I just don't, I just don't understand. Um, try not dating a comic. Make some noise for... I actually didn't check. Anthony Lavaggi! How's it going, everyone? Uh, my name's Anthony. Nice to be here. Uh, don't mind my left arm. I had a stroke when I was 10. How are we doing tonight, Strokey? Hey. Yeah? All right, I'll tell him. Guys, he's fucking pissed. This night's dry as hell. These have been some of the longest five minutes of our lives. But I'm new with this, so I'm not really going to talk too much shit. I'll talk shit after, don't worry. But uh, growing up crippled, for one thing, amazing title for my Lifetime original movie, right? But one thing I noticed that growing up crippled is that most people don't know is that cripples are easily the horniest ethnicity. And I know that sounds crass, but hear me out. You meet a man in a wheelchair. What's the first thing you want to ask? It's never, so why in a wheelchair? The first question you really want to ask is so. Does it still work? And if the answer is yes, you've just met the happiest man alive. This man has been through hell and back. This man is invincible. Actually, it's more like talking to a three-legged dog. Like, sure, he's missing something critical for survival, but hey, he's just happy to be here. And growing up crippled, there's other things I noticed that, like, I cannot do that other people can do. Like, for instance, I can't juggle steak knives. Can't say the alphabet backwards or forwards, if that matters. And for life of me, this is really annoying, is uh, swimming. Because my right arm is very strong, but my left arm is weak. So I, whenever I try and swim laps, I end up just swimming in, cir swimming in circles for hours. And it's super annoying. I look like a third base run coach going, bring it home, Johnny! Anyways. Uh, so after my stroke, I was in the hospital for about a month. And I was strapped up to a blood pressure monitor, and which you know, like in a doctor's office or a pharmacy, you know, it's just a strap on your arm and to test your blood pressure, just squeeze as, as hard as possible until you have no feeling in your arm anymore because that's how blood pressure works. And mine was special because it was hooked up to a timer that would go off every 30 minutes for 24 hours, no matter what time of day it was. It could be 1 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. I think you guys get the picture. And so I noticed, since I was so bored, just lying down all day, I would look at the screens and I would notice that it would judge my blood pressure based off my breathing patterns. So if I took a deep breath, it would, the blood pressure would spike. If I took short breaths, like it would uh, scatter like a lot. And then I also noticed if I, if I held my breath for long enough, the machine would flatline. And so as any mischievous 10-year-olds would think, like, oh, this would be really funny. So w that night at 1.30 in the morning, I was woken up again by, my, uh, by the machine, and I looked at the machine, and I noticed it was working fine. So I held my breath as long as possible. I, let, I held my breath until it's, the machine was saying I was legally dead, and I hear a team of nurses sprinting down the hallway. I hear people yelling, call a doctor, call a doctor, and as soon as I hear them turn the corner, about to burst into my room, I go back to sleep. I s start breathing normally, and uh, right then, they burst into my room. Uh, they wake up my dad. My dad almost has a heart attack. I just wake up and go, Ooh. <sighs> a little late for a sponge bath, don't you guys think? The nurses come in. Their jaws are dropped. They think I've just died. They look at me. They look at the heart rate monitor. It's fine. Then they look at my dad and they're like, 
uh, false alarm, and they just slowly back out. All right, that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> Your next comic is from Deep East Oakland, so I'm not going to talk any shit. If you know what's good for you, clap for Luke Newman. Hello. Um, yeah, man. So, is it you talking about zombies and shit? Yeah. They say yeah. shit, but people shit themselves when they die. All animals. But it's weird to me, it's funny, it's funny the, the thought of just zombie, all zombies are walking out with shitty pants, shitty drawers. But um, it begs the question, like, what's the process a zombie goes through? Like, like why does, how does he lose so much intellect when he becomes a zombie? You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have the presence of mind to be like, oh, I'm a zombie, let me, get, let me go get some brains. But, like, first let me clean my drawers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's missing... Like, what's the biological, what's the science behind it? You know what I'm saying? It's my question. I don't know. I'll Google it later. Um, so fucking, uh, you know, some, some shit takes a, a lifetime to learn, you know. I hope I live that long. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Man, fucking all these fucking shootings and shit, man. I feel like I I gotta talk about it. Uh, shit is crazy, man. Shit is fucked up. Uh, uh fucking. But I I was like I saw this the one of the teachers from from that school was like uh, our government failed us and it's just like. Like, I, what do you expect from our our government? You know, our government has been failing us since the for, since the get go. You know what I'm saying? Since 1776, that's our mo. It's like the United States, well, we fail you. You know what I'm saying? That's the fucking motto. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I just don't get. It. It's like, what do you, you trust the government? It's like that's what you do. I don't know, man. It just blows my mind how people. Fucking trust the government. You know. So America is fucking shady, man. Like, what do you think Edward is... Edward Snowden's still in Russia. Like, what do you think? He's on vacation? You know what I'm saying? Like, that motherfucker is on the run. Because he ratted, you know. Motherfucker snitched on some gangsters. And he's and he's trying trying to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Shit is real. Fucking, uh, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. It feels like, it feels like Americans have like Stockholm syndrome or some shit. Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist, man. I believe a lot in a lot of that shit. And you got to, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of this shit is real. Like that Snowden shit, like all that shit. A lot of this shit is real, man. Obviously the earth is not flat. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to take it there, but like the, <laughs> am I wrong? Well, we can have that debate also if you want to. <laughs> but uh but you know Dem Democrats did fucking uh <laughs> uh they they rigged the the election and all that shit. Like I'm glad somebody was on the case. You know what I'm saying? So that we know that I don't know. It feels like we got Stockholm syndrome like America cares about us, you know? 
They want, they want the best for us. America wouldn't hurt us, you know? Not America. They care about us, America. They care about the people, you know? Look at, look at the history of America. They've n- done nothing but care for their people, you know? America's great country. They care about their people. God bless you. Uh, I don't know. And then, and then, fucking, you know, everybody's like trying to blame it on guns. It's like guns are an inanimate object. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I think we should figure figure something out so to make sure these crazy ass motherfuckers don't have guns. But at the same time, it's like we got a fucking crazy ass motherfucking office. Yeah. You know, so like. As long as he he's in office, I'm I'm gonna hold on to my gun. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, straight up. And it's like people think you know think about think about if Donald Trump like personally asked you to give him your gun. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump came, hey, give me your gun. It's like, uh, no, Donald, I'm not gonna give you my gun. I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. I'm holding on to my AR-15. What isn't isn't Donald Trump like the fucking? Isn't he supposed to be the third antichrist or some shit? You know what I'm saying? What are we gonna fucking prevent the next Holocaust with some fucking? You know what I'm saying? 22s? I don't fucking think so. So as long as we make sure these psychopaths don't have guns, and and we have some fucking AR-15s in the right hands, hopefully we can uh, maintain our freedom and shit. But uh yeah, God God bless America. So let me get this straight. Our government fails us. They fucked up, but my teacher fails me and that's my bad. I don't know if you heard the NSA just got shot up. They didn't see that coming. Oops, it's an oversight. Um Make some noise for Mike Spiegelman? Better than that! He could be at home with his fucking family! You make some good! Sorry. WK. Hey, you know, I have a bunch of new jokes, but I, I just want to write Luke, right? Yes. Yeah, I just, I just want to just want to follow up what Luke was saying. What's that? You know, you were saying that you shouldn't trust the government. And I just, you know, I have a lot of material and I want to try out here at at the happy hour. But if I may stress, do not trust the government. Like, I'm not not talking to anybody who's listening to this on the podcast. I'm talking to this room and anyone who's listening from the Bay Area. Do you think that when the earthquake, and the earthquake will hit, in the next four years or eight years, depending on how long, it'll be during Trump's administration. Do you think we'll get the same kind of support that uh, Puerto Rico got? Do you think we'll get a tweet talking about sanctuary cities? And that's the reason why there's no, nothing coming. So anyway, I don't trust the government. You know, Puerto Rico was supposed to get three million boxes of food. And they gave the contract to one person who's a caterer. And she filled 50,000 boxes. The 
suicide rate and the mental illness rate in that uh, in Puerto Rico is, has been rising. You know, and this has been going on for months. So they got fifty thousand boxes. So <clears throat> do we trust the government when they're going to say we're cutting food stamps, but we're going to send a harvest box? You can't even send emergency supplies to your own fucking province. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> sorry. I just uh, but wanted to just stress. Don't trust the government. They're not going to help you. They're going to help California. You don't think we're going to get a bunch of backhanded tweets from the president of the United States talking about sanctuary this and carry that or what? You know, how many minutes of your life do you even fucking think about sanctuary fucking cities, right? But if there was an earthquake, that would be a big priority. So anyway, I'm just saying like Puerto Rico, the worst hurricane ever, completely blacked out. And our own president is talking about how they're bankrupt. And, you know, that's kind of brutal to the companies they owe money to. So I don't know what that has to do with an emergency. So. All right. So let me do a couple jokes. <laughs> hey, I just saw the emoji movie. Well, I, I tried to. I watched it on an old uh, DVD player and all the characters were just boxes with little X's in them. How to use the words. Don't trust the government. <laughs> They're not going to help San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, Alameda County when the quake hits. They're not. They're going to bring up sanctuary cities. So, all right. Thanks a lot. I'm Mike Speaker. Bye. Um, that's real. I mean, we've been saying that for years, but Puerto Rico still get more love than niggas. Um, when I black out, I don't get a call from the president. Oh. Standards. Uh, let's lighten it up, shall we? So Nazis. You booing Nazis? That is, that is edgy. <laughs> You're on the cutting edge. Um, I remember when Nazis were in the past. I used to watch TV in my grandma's basement, same spot where my granddaddy died on the floor. I remember my cousins used to set fire to the carpet for fun, but my grandmother always, uh, I found out years later, blamed my grandfather because she thought he was falling asleep with cigarettes. <laughs> um, used to watch Gilligan's Island. And uh, I get... Help me out with this. I, I get Dream of Genie and Bewitched a little confused. Does that happen? Like, I try to remember which one wiggled the nose and then one was married. Um, I wanted to fuck them both. I can't really. I think, actually, I think Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. You can't do that on television. Make some noise for Jason Matt. I like that intro. That was, oh, yes, thank you. Um, hey, so I'm on the radio right now. Yeah. Uh, I've never been on the radio before. It's kind of exciting. Uh, um, hey, um, so I'm from I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, so I might have an accent here and there. I, I was on the radio. Actually, I was on the radio once. I called into the ra uh, country music station down in Houston and and got them. I convinced them to play Kanye. That was pretty cool. That's a true story. It's just that's not a joke. Um, yeah. But. Um, yeah, uh, I appreciate y'all uh, putting me on, letting me play with the microphone. 
Um, so yeah, I got the, I got a, uh, I just got back uh, into the game. Uh, I had a lot of death in my family and shit. And so a lot of people come back, like, or like when someone, you ever hear about athletes who have like a, the best game they've ever had in their life after a death and, or like comedians who like, or like Richard Pryor, you know, the greats, you know, they talk about their death and man, I couldn't do that shit, man. I got up, I was all angry. It was horrible. So, um, I just got back to the game and, uh, I really appreciate y'all getting with me in here. Um, yes, mad love. Um, so I, I got a, 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 an audition in LA and I got to condense this shit down to three minutes. So I thought I'd waste a couple and now let me try and squeeze this shit. And, uh, this is usually five, but I'm gonna try and, oh shit, here we go. Let's, all right. So uh, yeah, let me uh, let me just uh, get some quick round of applause. I'm sorry to just like get this cheaply, but I just have an announcement to make. Um, I have just passed for white, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get a round of applause, please? I just passed for white. Yes. No, this is this is my first time. It's exciting. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I'm, I'm gonna go like wine tasting. Like I'm gonna like get. A, I've already changed my status on Indeed. Like I'm I'm excited. Like this is my first time. Like. Like, no, seriously, like, I, I can, uh, people on the radio, y'all can't see me, but, like, I can pass for a lot of things, man. Like, I passed for black before. I've actually passed for black. That was uh, in Texas when I got pulled over for a speeding ticket, and he just checked black. I just, I, I don't know. So I'll just accept that one. Uh, but I've actually, I've passed for Asian. Um, different folks who don't, who can't see me, um, the radio folks, I, I look like a, a mix between Oscar De La Hoya and Manny Pacquiao, if they could... See, they laugh, so that's how you know it's true, ladies and gentlemen, on the uh, airwaves. Um, yeah, so I, I, I could pass for Asian, obviously. Uh, Asian, Asian girls, it's hard to talk to Asian girls because they're into that, that house music shit, man, that oons, 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 oons. It's hard. You got to time it right, right? You got to catch them like double dutch, just like double dutch jump rope. You're like, oons, 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 oons. Jumping, hey, girl, how you doing? My name is Jason. Oons, 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 oons. Hey, girl, what you doing after this? Oons, 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 oons. <sighs> yeah. That was, man, I'm going to way down, condense that sucker. Um, hey, I uh, really appreciate y'all, man. Um, my name is Haha Sinto on, on the uh, internet. Uh, appreciate y'all. Yeah, um, I remember when I was a little kid, one time my mom took me for ice cream. And uh, she got me some chocolate ice cream on a on a cone. We stepped outside, and I licked it one time, and it fell off and just hit the ground. I was like, my mom was too strict for me to cry, but I was fucking bummed out. She was like, sorry, honey, I don't think I have any more money. But then she, she found like a five or something in her jacket. She went back inside. Bought me another ice cream. This time, she licked it first. She like pressed it down firmly on the cone so it wouldn't fall off. And uh, she did that for the rest of my childhood. Yeah, just uh, it was like a ritual we had. I think that's why I'm obsessed with deep throating. Make some noise for a toothbrush. How do I follow that? Those are my ninjas, y'all good? A little tired today. Uh, working all day. I do Postmates. You know what that is? Postmate, the shitty job. 
Uh, people just fucking random, man. I got an order today. Plan B and a condom at the same time. I drop it at the office. Make up your fucking mind, man. You might want to nut it before. <laughs> the fucking weird shit. Some people just order donut from 7-Eleven. To cater to them. Don't make any sense, man. It's a 99 cents donut. Cost you $8. In the end of the day. Don't make any sense. And a motherfucker lives a you know, block away. He could walk. Don't make any sense, man. Obviously, I'm Asian. I'm tired of Asian people. I'm tired of defending them. I love noodles and rice. Because rice, especially, could go with anything. Rice go with rice. I'm tired of defending my people sometimes, man. So anyway, earlier today, I was dropping off my plan B in a condom at the office. And uh, I saw my profile, and some like thing was just moving. So I looked, that was a big old white SUV running to the pole for no reason. There was no traffic light, there was no car or nothing, just intersection was clear. The motherfucker just running to the fucking pole. And uh, she came out from the car. Happened to be Asian. I guess we don't know how to drive. I'm tired of myself, man. Tired of my own people. I'm tired of defending ourselves. I made a fucking joke that uh, how we don't know how to drive was started from the music. They made it up. That was a rumor. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole joke. I'm tired of defending them, man. How come you never seen an Asian people person in a car insurance commercial? You never seen it. Because we're on the bitch. And we don't want to embarrass ourselves. I made that up. I'm tired of defending our people, man. Tired. And she came out crying, like bleeding and shit. I didn't feel sorry for her. <laughs> bitch, you're doing too much. Um, and another drop off today. That was a little weird too. Uh, is it weird for me to say Happy Black History Month? No. No. It's okay. Okay. Room for black uh, white folks, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm Japanese, and I was born and raised there. And uh, so I drop it off. This white lady told me, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's Chinese shit. I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I say Happy Black History Month. I told her that. I got the lights, so I got to go. Thank you. Uh, bro, I couldn't... I understand your accent. You call me a nigger? What happened? <laughs> What's going on here? We're going to have to check the tape on that one. Um, your next uh, comic, I have to say, is one of my top five favorite. 
types of oral hygiene. Make some noise for mouthwash. Back my new stage name. What's up, guys? Um, so is your so your stage name is Toothbrush? That's fucking fire, dude. That's fire. Um, I will say, uh, so you guys were talking about shootings. I will say uh, that uh, whenever there's a school shooting, it's one of the few times that I actually pray, okay? I clasp my hands together and I, I just pray. I'm like, please, please let the shooter be white uh, because I have a fire Facebook status already pre-written and it would work better if he's white. Uh, okay, cool. Um, guys, I went and saw Black Panther. Yeah. Anyone else seen it? It's like the blackest shit I've ever seen, ever. What's up? What's that? Is that another? Is that a blacker movie? Yes. Fuck. All right. I'm being I'm being exposed. Um, <laughs> no nah, man, it was a blackest shit I've ever seen. Uh, I was in line. Black people were so happy, dude. It was that which like weirdly happy. You know, like you don't see. Like when was the last time you saw happy black people in San Francisco? You know, it doesn't really happen, right? Like when was the last time you walked by ten black dudes just smiling? Like, you know, it doesn't really happen here in San Francisco. Um, I had to check my phone. I was like, did OJ kill another white girl or something? Like, people are very, people are stoked. Um, but, uh, dude, it was a great movie. Uh, white people were taking L's pretty much throughout the entire movie. Uh, won't ruin too much, but uh, the first white character was introduced about 10 minutes in, died 90 seconds later. I was like, oh, shit, all right, we're, do we're doing this. Um, part of the movie, so Michael B. Jordan's character, his plan was literally... I mean, literally to kill all white people, okay? Like, that's, that, that was like a legitimate part of the plot. And he had this whole, yeah, no, it was serious. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this bit's a lot longer. I'm going to bail on it. No! Basically, we're, the, the bit was going to be how, uh, never mind. No, it's cool. Uh, I think a lot of people complain about cultural appropriation. Uh, I'm fine with it, personally. Um... Cause like I play golf, you know what I'm saying? Like I appropriate the shit out of, out of white culture. Do I talk about stocks? You know, I date an Asian girl for a bit. You know what I mean? So like if I can talk about stocks, I think a white girl can wear cornrows. That's just me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree? Disagree? No, it's not just white people too. It's like, uh, so the other day I was playing so uh, soccer in the mission. This, uh, Hispanic dude slid tackled me. I got in his, it was like a dirty play and I got in his face. And he's like, what you gonna do about it, nigga? And he said that to me. And I didn't know how to feel, right? Like most black people I think would punch him in the face. But I, uh, there's a themed party coming up uh, and I wanna wear a sombrero, so I was okay with it. So uh, I think it's just kind of a tit for tat kind of thing, guys, huh? Whew, all right. Uh, it's good to be here in Mutiny. Um, what else, those were the two new ones. Oh, um, so the girl I invited to hang out on Valentine's Day uh, had a girls night. Uh, which means I'm the side bitch. <laughs> Anyone else here the side bitch in your relationship? No? Yes? I'm okay. With, I mean, I'm okay with it because she's like pretty hot, right? You, know, you can't always be a starter is what I'm saying, you know? Sometimes you got to come off the bench, right? Wait for an injury. Wait for some of the stars to get tired. All I'm going to say is like, as long as I'm getting playing time, I'm okay with being the Andre Godal to this girl's pussy, all right? I'll, you know, get my minutes. Get a good 16 minutes a game. I'm cool with that, dude. Um... Cool, guys. Um, half German, half black, uh, which is uh, why I'm so confused. Um, I used to get bullied by this Jewish kid. He used to call me a Negro Hitler, which I thought was mean. Right? Um, and I never knew I like beat his ass 
or apologize. You know what I'm saying? Because call me a Negro is pretty racist, uh, but the Germans did do the thing. So uh, he also had a pretty good zinger. He said, uh, if I was in charge, the Jews would have survived because uh, the Holocaust would have started late. And I actually thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got to give that, got to give him that one. Um, I'm also, uh, so like I said, I'm biracial. Um, I'm a, I'm a proud mulatto. I'm trying to bring that word back. How do you guys feel about that? Good, yes, no? Do it. Yeah, do it. Quadrant, yeah. Quadrant is a quarter, uh, it's a quarter white, right? Quarter black. Quarter black. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is a quarter white? Is quarter white anything? Huh? Yeah, yeah. What is quarter, is quarter white a thing? Like, what is Malia Obama? Yeah, yeah, touche. Um, Malia's pretty hot, dude. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Yeah. He's not present anymore. Were you allowed to say that? Anyway. I've talked about fucking uh, Ivanka on, on Mutiny Radio many times, so, and I'm still alive. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, it's an old bit. I wasn't even going to try anything new, but we're just going to do it anyway, guys. So I'm a proud mulatto, okay? One of the weird things about being biracial, we're not really from anywhere, okay? We don't have a home court. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, if you're, if you're white, you, you go to Europe... That's your Oracle Arena right there. You know what I'm saying? That's where whiteness was, was invented, right? Right, Luke? It's your home, is what I'm trying to say. Okay? It's a, it's a pretty simple point that I'm really over, over driving home a bit too hard here. Yeah, if you're black and go to Africa, it's a bit more like the Coliseum, okay? There's some, some, it's a little jankier, okay? Right? And if you're Asian, you can go to Cupertino. You know, everyone has a home. All right, this was a disaster. I'm sorry, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, despite despite that set, James ranks among the top 50% of black comics in the Bay Area. I'm not sure where he ranks among the white ones. I can't I can't read this next one. I think it says dental floss. This is crazy coincidence. Um, this is a crazy coincidence. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Crest White Strips, he's on the list tonight too. Um, who else do we have tonight? We have, uh, we've got Waterpick. We've got Waterpick. He's kind of an alternative comedian. Uh, I like him. I wish I had a stage name. I wish I had a stage name. But people with glasses can't have stage names you know what i mean like i couldn't just walk on the stage and be like hey what's up everybody it's me quarter pounder yep it's me quarter pounder and then i do this quarter pounder with cheese hey tell your mom quarter pounder with cheese is here i don't know that's that's a riff um One thing about me is I, too, am biracial. I'm white and Jewish. <laughs> no, but I, I am Italian and Jewish. I'm Italian and Jewish, which means that, too, uh, that means that for it to really into be Like, if the race war happens tomorrow, I just got to pretend to be Mexican. Uh, otherwise, I'm dead. Same if I go to prison. Uh, two places where I'm not white. The battlefield for racial purity and prison. Uh, actually, I found out that the founder of the Aryan Brotherhood was Jewish in prison, and the name was originally ironic. 
But uh, over the years, they just took it too far. I'm dead serious. Look that up. The Aryan Brotherhood was the original alt-right. They took the Nazi thing just too far as a joke. Um, I'm not kidding. I wish you guys believed me because it's really funny. Uh, you know? Um, okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, I, Daniel Bernahicks, am a stand-up comedian. Uh, that's not what I've always wanted to be growing up. I had different aspirations. Um, I used to listen to a lot of Too Short, and so I really thought I could be a pimp. I really believed that I could grow up to be a pimp. But the problem is, is like, I didn't really grow up to have the skills of a pimp, you know? Like, I didn't grow up with charisma. And, you know, I, I can't really sell the lifestyle. Like, pimps have to be really good at selling a lifestyle. Like, they'll see a young runaway or something. They'll go up to her and they'll be like, hey, girl, you stick with this pimping, you'll be riding around and... Bentleys draped in the finest clothes, have jewelry, do whatever you want. You'll finally be free. All you got to do, girl, is stick with this pimping. But unfortunately, that's not really the life that I can offer. The life I can offer is more like, look here, baby. If you stick with me, sometimes my mom might pick you up from Bart when it's raining, girl. All you got to do is stick with this pimping. And that's the problem, because when you're a pimp with no hose, you're really just a misogynist with a fuzzy hat. <laughs> anyway, thank you. That's all right, Daniel. If you just stick with this lifestyle right here, you're going to make it, Daniel. Everyone's going to love you, Daniel. You just keep doing this shit. Um, there are similarities between the two professions. Um, I wish there was a stool up here. I was going to fuck it. I, I put on a condom so I wouldn't get splinters. Oh, that's not my type. Make some noise for Evelyn Erie Diamond. <laughs> So, uh, got a restraining order recently. Yeah. And, uh, it was weird. Cause like at first I thought that my ex had sent me like a, a stripper, you know, cause he was a cop and, but no, no, that's not what happened. I, <laughs> I, I hate it when, when, when a comedian, oh, all of us so-called comedians, look at notes, but this stuff is so fucking new. Uh, I do want to tell this story. I, this is, uh, you know, Easter's coming up, right? And this is my favorite Easter story, you guys. This is so heartwarming. Um, when I worked at, I used to work at Nordstrom, and at Nordstrom during, around Easter time, they would hire a dude to dress up like the Easter bunny and walk around the store giving out candy. It's awesome, right? And uh, so one day I was coming in through the employee entrance and I saw the Easter Bunny sitting in the loss prevention booth and he was just like this, he was just like, right? And there was like a cop in there. And I found out later that what had happened was a homeless guy had seen him and pulled out a knife and started chasing him through the store, specifically the menswear department. And 
No, it really fucking happened. And in my mind, all I could think of was, you know, either either the homeless guy was thinking, finally, this motherfucker, he's been chasing me my whole life, right? Or if I kill him, I'm going to eat for like a month. One of those. No? Okay, I'm going to cross that off. That actually did happen, though. Um, no, I... I, see, real shit doesn't work. Here, let me tell you some fake shit that I made up. Um, I've been gaining weight lately, and yeah, well, no, it's true, though. I, that's actually true. I've been gaining weight lately, and, and this is a problem. I don't like to work out, and uh, like I have a lot of respect for people that work out, especially when they're a little bit overweight already. You know what I mean? Like, If I see like a really fat guy running down the street, I will roll down the window and be like, run, little kid, run. Like, I think that's fucking awesome. Right? And all I can think of in my mind is, I assume he's either imagining a donut chasing him, right? Or he's imagining like a cinnamon roll in front of him. You know what I mean? Like he's just, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I imagine. I uh, was on an airplane the other day and um, we were on a long flight and the woman next to me was really scared. She's very scared. And she, her and I were talking. I was trying to make her feel better about it. I was like, well, you know, if we do crash, who do you want to eat first on the plane, right? Like, as a cool, as like a cool, fun thing to talk about, right? And I swear, at the same time, right, at the same time, we both said, the crying baby. We were like, oh my God, you too, you too, right? And so I was thinking about it, and I was saying, you really have to cook that baby, you know what I mean? Because you got to get that baby smell off. Like, you don't want to be eating and associating it with, but... That kind of reminds me of, uh, I used to work at a sex shop, and um, I had a coworker who actually brought in one of those George Foreman girls, you know, and he loved to cook ham sandwiches, like, behind the counter, and so pretty much you'd walk into the sex shop, and you would immediately smell cooking ham, and I just don't think that's sexy, but, right? Right? It's just, it's not sexy. It's not something you want to associate with sex. I work at the, at the sex shop. I will tell you that the biggest thing that I had to get used to was saying the word cockering like 2,000 times a day. Like it was just continuous. And it got to the point where it was so funny because I would be like, well, you know, which, which size do you want? And guys would constantly lie. They'd be like, give me the big one. Give me the large. What's the largest size you have? And I was just thinking to myself, there are a lot of guys with cock rings in San Francisco right now with tape around it to make it fit. You know what I mean? I'm Erie Diamond. Thank you very much. Let me tell you something about Comedy Happy Hour. You're going to need your reference books. You're going to need your newspapers. Bring some encyclopedias. We're, we're hitting all the marks. Study up. You'll get the jokes. It's going to come to you. Um, I'm hoping I don't fuck up his name because he's super tough. At least that's his persona. Make some noise for Jeremy Atkins. I'm just excited. I'm, uh, I've just learned that I, uh, I have a new career that I could go into because I can say cock ring. I say it at least 2,000 times a day. Wouldn't that be really fucked up if that was true, though? Because that would mean I'd have to walk around in public going, cock ring, cock ring. Like, would you want to be in an elevator with me? Ding. Door closes, and all of a sudden I'm going, cock ring, cock ring, cock ring, cock ring. Okay, I'm going to use that. That's too, oh shit, I got another 500. Cock ring, cock ring. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, uh, I get it though. Sometimes I uh, weird people out. I don't, you know, I'll have my, oh, I'm thinking face and it looks like, oh, I'm going to kill you face. And I drive Uber. <laughs> so I'm sure sometimes when those people walk out there, like, oh, can I, can I cancel? Like, what's the etiquette on canceling and walking back into my house right fucking now? I bought a hybrid. I bought a hybrid to be, you know, a little more environmentally conscious. Um, and the other day I got really high and I ran out of gas on the Golden Gate Bridge with an Uber fare. And that's funny until you get my Uber later and you realize, oh shit, this is the guy who runs out of gas and says cock ring. That would be an interesting ride. I No, but I used to be a bike messenger. I used to be a bike messenger. And my nickname was World's Angriest Bike Messenger. I lived up to the nickname. Um, and now I drive a Prius. I drive a Prius to Whole Foods to buy my dogs raw dog food. Basically what I'm trying to say is that the 20-year-old version of me would beat the shit out of me and then explain how disappointed he was in me. That's kind of asshole I was. Um, I, uh, I'm pretty sure that the folks that are really into fisting or uh, were the kids that were really into puppets. What I'm trying to say is to a romantic man such as myself, dating can be a little confusing. I, uh, this woman broke up with me and uh, I thought it was good news. I thought it was good because we're at that part in the relationship where I figured she was either going to break up with me or she was going to stab me. Like, I think it's as obvious that I've been stabbed as it is that you don't actually need to be stabbed to know it sucks. But when you have been stabbed, you see the warning signs real early. And she texted me, I need to settle things with you tonight. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And you may ask yourself why I would go somewhere where somebody is most likely going to stab me. And I'll tell you this. We can all probably agree that makeup sex, that's, uh, that's, that's a little more fun than regular sex. You get into it a little bit more. Uh, well, you have to take my word for it that I, I'm sorry I stabbed you sex is fucking amazing. Like, it's so good if an imaginary creature showed up tomorrow. Like, if Santa Claus came to my door and was like, young man, I will make sure you receive the best. I'm sorry I stabbed you sex ever for Christmas. But, but I'm going to have to stab you with these rusty shears. And I'm going to have to collect up front. I'm a reasonable man. I would say no. But it would come out, no, because I'd be wondering, where is the local hospital? Uh... And right now I'm going to get off the stage because I think I'm uh, right at that time where it's time to say goodbye. Actually, I'll give, leave you with one quick one, which is, what did the magician say to the bad date? What? Now watch me cut the bill in half and disappear. Uh. Yeah, they call it fisting, but it's not like a black power fist. It's a different... <laughs> different angle um yeah i've been distracted i spent half my time thinking about left breasts i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out why no one's talking about inflation and the price of crack i i like i don't get incest people are into incest porn the thing i don't get about incest is I just have a brother. Make some noise for Gene Yee. God, you guys, I just came from knockout and got my ass kicked there. 
Um, it was a very similar kind of intro because they don't do they don't do an opening set there, and I was up first, so it was just like, okay, you guys, um, welcome to the knockout. Oh, here's Gene Yee, and I was like, ow, ah. Nelly likes that. Thanks, Nelly. <laughs> Nelly supports me. Uh, so my family had a pet parrot when I was a kid. It sounded just like that. What what phone sound is that? Is that a messaging? I got a message. Okay. I didn't set that. It's just how it came. Okay. So it's not your fault. It's okay, it doesn't matter. Nobody gi nobody gives a shit about my stand-up today anyway, so it's okay. Pam, I promise to try to do a little better for the show tonight. You can tell that. You don't have to try it all. Okay. <laughs> no. Improv stand-up is so much harder. give you all the prompts. It's really Okay, can I get the edible first? Okay. <laughs> That'll be good. And then you guys, like at, at a, I want to say takeout, but at knockout, I walked in the door and this like little white dude was like, are you, Je he looked kind of like you. He was like, are you Jessa? And I was like, no. And he like snorted and walked away. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And then he walks up to another Asian at the bar. She was Jessa. <laughs> and so like for the first two minutes, and then they came and sat front row and I was like, you're gonna regret messing with a comedian. <laughs> so I was like, is that your Tinder date? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, does she look like me? And she kind of did, so <laughs> that was not okay. All right, so my goal is to get a new bit out of my mouth tonight, that's what she said, old humor. Um, so <laughs> this is the new bit, you guys. <laughs> uh, so the new bit is, um, I get tired of the gym. Just kidding, I don't go to the fucking gym. <laughs> uh, but I thought I should exercise in 2018, so I took a pole dance class. You guys are like, you, why? <laughs> it was not sexy. Uh, the teacher was a cross between a cheerleader and a chihuahua. Like, hi, I'm Christy with an I. <laughs> <laughs> and then she did the worst thing. She made us refer to our bodies in the third person. Like, Jean, how does your body feel? Does she feel good? And I was like, I feel okay. I can't hear you. She feels okay? That's her jam. Let's give her what she needs. Uh, she needs a donut, just like this guy. Uh, so for pole dancing, they should really have you sign a waiver. Like you have to be strong to be sexy. Uh, and like, <laughs> like sign right here and you're probably not going to be sexy. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Uh, it takes a lot of strength to like get up on that pole. There's a lot of grunting and it's not the sexy kind like you would do. Uh, but I got up on that pole, and then I was like, um, I'm afraid of heights. A little help, you guys. So they got me off the pole, and I was like, make it rain. <laughs> At least I'm kind of funny, but somewhat engaging. Goodbye. <laughs> This has been Muni Happy Hour. Uh, did anyone else eat the sandwiches? Yes. You feeling sick? You feeling good? How are you guys feeling? 
Everything's cool. Uh, listeners, if any of you ate sandwiches, write in. Let us know how you feel about the sandwiches. Apparently, I just have to shit. That has been happy hour. You can clap or not. It's over. You guys are all welcome to stick around for the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse tonight. It is a hell hat. Yes, a hell hat. It's going to be a lot of fun. We invite you to stick around. But until then, uh, I don't know, stick around Mutiny Radio. Yeah, bye, everybody. Thanks again, Warhol Kaufman, for being our guest host tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week with guest host... I got I got it in my computer box here. Guest host Jade. Oh my God, that's going to be so interesting. Jade's we're going to Jade's going to host. We're going to take that whole section. I'll pick up the rug. It'll be all wheelchair accessible next week on the Happy Hour. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse 
every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. 
Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. So I got curious one day and I was like, oh, let me look it up. Wonder what St. Kevin's all about. And it turns out St. Kevin is most famous for one time this lady wanted to have sex with him, right? So he drowned her. End of list. That's his thing. And they got a statue of Mary in the courtyard 
She was in on it. She saw the whole thing. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's recap. Oh my God, St. Kevin. I'm not a saint. Shut up. St. Kevin, I want to sleep with you. Allow me to seduce you through my vestments. St. Kevin, drown. <laughs> Lady drowns. Then the church goes, build him one. Uh, so that's St. Kevin. That's fun. Fun facts. What else we got? In San Francisco, apparently there was a drought. But everyone banded together. People started taking quicker showers, if you can believe it, drinking less less water from the tap, buying bottled water, whatever they did. It was so successful that the level of water in that reservoir overflowed into the sewage. So there's trace amount amounts of human fecal matter in the SF water supply. But you guys eat ass, right? It's fine. It's okay. My father told me he liked my song about how he abandoned me, which is nice. Um, A lot of comics have abandonment issues because the audiences always leave, you know. But I wasn't hugged enough as a kid, and now we're here, so... Let's do this. I'd like to start with something inspirational. Not one of you miserable creatures in this godforsaken world could stop Bob Ross from painting motherfucking landscapes. That nigga was a landscape painting fool. And when I wrote that joke, I cried. That's true. I'm a black actor. Black actors never get to play Nazis. That's racism. <laughs> um, you know, they said free college was crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I personally just want to say Obama ruined the dreams of black children because I wanted to be the first black president. Uh, are we rolling? Are we recording? Are we doing this? Make some silence or whatever the other alternative is that sometimes happens for Hunter Stare. Howdy, y'all. Testing, testing. Howdy, y'all. Thank you guys for coming out this early evening to see Mutiny Radio and just be patrons of the fucking arts. It's nice to meet y'all. My name is Hunter. Um... That's the name my parents went with. Uh, I think that's a really strange thing to do to a baby. Just like a baby in a crib. Hey, Roxanne, let's give him a name that ensures he understands, well, not just death, but also predator-prey relationships at a very early age. I think that would be really good for his childhood development. Your move, baby. It's just a you know strong way to start a relationship. Whoa. So up until, up until about the age of uh, 11, uh, I grew up in Louisiana, and up until about the age of 11, I didn't realize that there was a T in my name. Some of y'all get that. Some of y'all get that. Some of y'all seem kind of confused. It's like, hey, Hunter. Right. Hunter, come on, boss. Get in the truck and go to the Terrebonne's Crawfish Boil. Let's go. Does that even sound like language to y'all, or is that just cognitive dissonance? I listen to a lot of NPR. Anybody else NPR fans? Yeah, yeah. Never 
I mean, I've listened to it my entire life. Never donated. Never do- and I th- and I here's why it's because th- during their pledge drives they always sound so desperate and I just don't respond to thirstiness. They're just like, oh, the phones haven't been ringing. I'm like, ugh, gross. I just <laughs> just gonna listen to YouTube commercials. That's disgusting. <laughs> then you know, play a little coy with me, you know, like kind of like play a little hard to get me like listen we here at kqed are fucking killing it and honestly we don't give a shit about your sustaining membership in fact i'm just gonna wrap up this pledge drive early and take this last earthquake kit home for myself <laughs> have fun drinking your own urine for two days while you're trying to survive lakshmi sing out <laughs> and then she drops the mic but it doesn't drop because it's the wrong kind of mic so, um, one of my favorite things is like language, you know, expressions and stuff like that. I'm from the South. Does anybody know what a shibboleth is? A shibboleth is a part of speech that identifies you from a very specific area and nobody else would know. So I'll give you an example. I'm from like the greater New Orleans area and we have an expression for when the sun is shining, but it's also raining. Like it's been doing a lot this week, you know? Does anybody have an expression for that? In Louisiana, or in the Greater New Orleans area, we say, the devil is beating his wife. I'm not making this up, this is not a joke. My grandmother used to say this to me when I was like a little kid. This is my first introduction to the concept of wife beating and the devil. So I was thinking about this, trying to like reason through, like why the fuck do we say this? And the best thing I can come up with is rain is bad the sunshine that's good so domestic violence is bad but at least it's the devil's wife (laughs) you don't want to laugh because it's domestic violence but in your head you're kind of like yeah it is the devil's wife i mean she knew what she was signing up for when she married like is she a devil too like you're thinking about it now and you're trapped in the hole (laughs) moving on so another Southern expression I really like uh, that my friend Donald, Donald Con Daniel Jr. down in uh, Mississippi taught me is eat up by the dumbass. Yeah, it's a way to tell somebody that they're stupid. So follow me with this. So if you get bitten by lots of mosquitoes, you're eat up by mosquitoes. So imagine that there is a bug that could make you dumb, like a dumbass bug. You've been eat up by the dumbass bug. That's a real expression that people use. So I like to make up my own. You know, and just kind of fuck with people with those. Like, I'll be in the South and somebody will be like, well, you know, boy, it's going to be hard to get through all that traffic. I'll be like, well, if you can't dodge it, ram it. And they're like, yeah, okay, I guess. How am I doing a time? Okay. So whenever I was growing up in Louisiana, lots of other little kids would call me pretentious. You know, they call me pretentious. And I always kind of took issue with that. I didn't understand what they meant by that because pretentious means to have pretenses to affect greater cultural importance than you have. Whereas I think they're using more like the colloquial definition, which is like ornate. And Okay. I see their point. <laughs> I see their point. I'm going to try out some new jokes. So the first blowjob I ever had was on the back of a golf cart. Yeah, true story. It wasn't moving. Uh, The second blowjob I had was on the back of a jet ski in Lake Pontchartrain, 
Louisiana. As I was about 15 years old, both were the girl's idea, same girl. And it's just amazing that kind of ingenuity to like figure out how to be sneaky and get away with shit, you know, like best babysitter ever. <laughs> you guys seem like a pretty woke crowd. Has anybody ever heard about this genocide that's happening in Myanmar? Yeah, there's a genocide happening, uh, NPR. There's a genocide happening right now in Myanmar. It's a whole bunch of Buddhists murdering a whole bunch of Muslims. This is causing me, yeah, right? This is causing me to rethink a lot of what I know about the world, a lot of my assumptions. Like, any ideology can be used to perpetrate violence, sure. But fucking Buddhists? I mean, what part of the Four Noble Truths did I not understand? It's like, all of life is suffering. Here, let me show you. All right. All right, Siddhartha Vader. <laughs> All right, that's good. Thank you, I'm Hunter. It really is a shame, too, um, that the Burmese genocide is trending like it is, because Burmese food is delicious. Like, that's a lot of really fantastic chefs that are getting killed. Not cool. Max Eddie! There we go. Thanks for that. Um, we should get a crosswalk in here. This is, there we go. You guys have a good day. Um, oh God. Okay. Uh, how's it? How's it going, party people? You guys are good. Soon to be former friends. This is. This is good. Now, if you if you lose all your friends, that means you're doing it right. So we're good. Um, uh, so you guys, I just started taking Adderall. Um, does anyone here have a dealer? <laughs> does anyone here need a dealer? <laughs> oh, man. Um, my dealer's kind of weird. Uh, he makes me drive all the way to his work to get the pills. To be fair, he is a doctor, a psychiatrist. Uh, he, he diagnosed me with ADD, and in case you don't know, ADD uh, stands for attention deficit. Do you guys think I look gay? <laughs> I get that all the time. People say I look gay. Uh, for the record, I'm bisexual. I'm not gay yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, you got to figure out shit. So I, I came out last year. Uh, and why aren't you guys clapping yet? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I am a hero. But um, came out last year. And there's a lot of shit you got to figure out when you come out as a dude who fucks dudes. First of all, you got to figure out uh, if you're a top or a bottom. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with that? Okay, in case you don't know, um, how do I explain this? Um, when a man loves a man very much, they have to figure out together which one is more welcoming. Does that make sense? That's the bottom. Uh, so I had to figure out, am I a top or a bottom? So I decided to ask my gay friends if I look more like a top or a bottom. And I am a top anyways. <laughs> Turns out I get to decide that no matter how much I look like a bottom. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, actually, you have to figure out who to come out to first also. Um, I decided to go with my grandpa because he has Alzheimer's. <laughs> you know, I just keep doing it till I get really good. <laughs> But um, now, first time I told my grandpa, though, uh, he misheard me. 
uh, I said, Grandpa, I'm bisexual. And he heard, Grandpa, I'm bicycle. That's cute, right? He was just like, what are you going to do? Let people ride you around all day long? I'm sorry, what? I'm a top, Grandpa. Jesus. And he, he was like, what do you mean, a top bicycle? I was like, oh, okay, no, I didn't say bicycle, I said bisexual. He's like, oh, are you sure you're a top? <laughs> God damn it. Whatever, I just, honestly, anytime my grandpa gives me lip, turn on Netflix, turn on The People versus OJ, and tell him it's the trial. <laughs> Party like it's 1994. <laughs> I don't know if that's the year that happened. I wasn't even alive. You're old. Uh, <laughs> that was mean. Why did, why did I say that? <laughs> uh, no, but then uh, I told my sister I was bi, and uh, she says she doesn't believe in someone being bi, but she also believes in ghosts. Like, what the fuck? She actually thinks she saw a ghost once. Um, uh, she said, uh, Oh yeah, it was in our house growing up, and just one night, I saw a ghost come through our front door and limp up the stairs. I was like, why the fuck would a ghost have a limp? Like, isn't that the whole point of being a ghost, is that you get to float around, they're not bound to the earth. Also, pretty fucked up of you to just call out that ghost limp. Very ableist. <laughs> this is San Francisco, thought you were woke, sis. But um, no, she's like, no, I, so he limped up the stairs, he goes into the attic, and all I hear for three minutes is this pounding just, and then I hear a scream just, ah! you guys, that wasn't a ghost. <laughs> that was Jeff. And the scream, this guy. I gave him the limp. Because I am a top. <laughs> There we go. I'm actually, I'm not really trying to make it as a stand-up comic. I'm just trying to convince everyone that I'm a top. That's my, <laughs> that is my end game in comedy, and it looks like it's working. Okay, I'm done, Warhol. Thank you so much. Um, well, I'm glad you're a top, and I hope you meet a nice Jewish boy, and he can be your dreidel. Make some noise for Nathan Mosher! <laughs> Jewish? Wait, what? He said Jewish boy? Oh shit! I didn't know you were Jewish. I've known Max a little while, but we're say we're pretty good friends. So if I found out he was Jewish, you know, I'd be pretty offended. Uh, hey, I didn't want to be your. I didn't know about that. <laughs> I thought I thought we were cool, you know. And you tell me Jewish? Get the fuck out. Okay, I'm. <laughs> I'm anti-Semitic. Um, <laughs> what do I want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, just uh, I'm, I'm 22 years old, which is pretty good. Pretty good age to be. Good age to be. Um, Everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com.
read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How long? About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, In prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours, we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. Something wrong with the world today I don't know what it is Something's wrong with our eyes We're seeing things in a different way And God knows it ain't his <laughs> 